This is a Triple M Footy podcast with all the latest news and stories that matter right now in footy. It's Tom Brown's News. The grand final is rapidly approaching, much to the excitement and terror of Collingwood and Brisbane fans. And today we have something a little different for you on Tom Brown's News. Our mates at Footy Talk over on Listener grabbed Tommy for a chat with Daisy Thomas and Heath Shaw about all the latest news. And Tommy and I decided that we couldn't have done a better job. Instead, we're just going to give you the full chat with Heater and Daisy, and if you like it as much as I reckon you will, make sure you subscribe to Footy Talk Aussie Rules Daily on the Listener app. The man who just strutted in, usually in a suit today, just in the casual attire, Mr. Tom Brown, welcome. Daisy, there's uh, just a grand final feeling in the air this morning. Good morning. Uh, The Pies training as we speak. Yes. Thousands and thousands of spectators at the uh, Collingwood headquarters there in Swan Street, I just spoke to the club and uh, they're wrapped with the turnout. There's a real serious finals buzz. We were just discussing this in the first segment about how you try and keep the week as normal as possible, but it's bloody hard when you go to training and there's 30,000 people. Are they just it's a little bit it. different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I asked Darcy more about that on Sunday and he just said, I said, how will you approach this week? And Nick Dacos was the same. They said, we'll just try and embrace it and enjoy it for what it is. And I think they're doing a good job with that. They've done a good job on their media as well, Collingwood this week, like on Tuesday, they just um, nipped the Adams issue in the bud and yeah. said he just unfortunately can't play. The whisper there was that he was a 30 or 40% chance, I think, of doing it again on the game, in the game, according to the stats guys uh, that I'd heard of secondhand. And uh, unfortunately, it happened again on Tuesday, but it's kind of fortunate in the sense that you'd rather it happen on Tuesday Get it than done on Saturday. Early. They yeah. made the decision earlier, which, no which is good. Now you're settled. Then on Wednesday, Fly uh, just um, got on the front foot from selection and said, Billy Frampton is in. Offers the most flexibility. Johnny Noble's sort of on the outer a bit at the moment, which I'm sort of a bit surprised about. I think the decisions now is in terms of the sub is Lipinski or um, or uh, Ginnivan. So it's going to be interesting to see tonight. Oh, so one of, I'd go the Guinea, 100%. Yeah, as the sub, as the sub, impact player late in the game, he's got the ability to come in and kick you two or three. I thought Lipinski was okay in the the back third of the game against the Giants. He's class. He's class. He can be class. He, he hasn't like probably been it this year, but he's delivered. class. So one of those guys will miss out. Is that yes. your take on it? Yeah. yeah. Well, we wait and see for that one because that'll be heartbreak for one of them. What other news is knocking around, mate? You are here. I can't believe you're not in a suit. I don't think I've ever seen you in casual attire. It's sort of throwing me a little bit. No, no I did a COVID test, but I have got a little bit of hay fever. And as a Collingwood devotee, I'm steering well clear. I don't know I'm setting you guys up. I'm steering clear of training. I don't want to have any part or negative part in anything to do <laughs> with Saturday. I'm just, I want everything crossed. I want to park in my lucky car spot at the MCG if I can get one, seriously. I've got everything trying to go for me. lucky car spot. Do you get a car spot every week? No, I usually get one off seven. I won't get one this Saturday, but last Friday night, the MCC attendant underneath the Southern Sand asked me to sort of turn it around and do a reverse. I said, nah, nah, we beat Melbourne when I was parked in this exact spot <laughs> and we're going to beat the Giants. That is I'm gold. very superstitious. I'll get through some news, guys. Peter Moore will present the cup for the Magpies. Of course, he's played in five grand finals, four losing ones Ooh, and draw. one draw. So that's incredible. Imagine Peter Moore presenting the medal to Darcy. So the cup, I should say. To Darcy on Saturday afternoon. I mean, that would just literally bring a tear to certainly my eye. It would be unbelievable. Lee Matthews for Brisbane, and no more appropriate person than Lee, who of course is a Pies Premiership coach too. So a couple oh. of great selections from both clubs. Do you reckon they needed to go with Peter Moore, or they just could have double dip with Lee? They could. I thought <laughs> mate, they could actually appropriately do. But well, Peter. Peter's not that relevant to Brisbane, but Lee could double in for both. He couldn't he? It'd be yeah. nice if he actually helped Peter with <laughs> <Yeah>. the cup. <laughs> Uh, what else you got knocking around in and around grand final week? And then obviously some trades that potential and also some players getting the flick as well. Yeah, Gil on the farewell tour this week. He actually did confirm that Robbie Williams was planned to had planned to jet out here if the uh, Blues got through. 
which is pretty incredible. He can say on that. Instagram. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It, <laughs> happen. it would have, should have, could have. Yeah. If you're exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's so, having the farewell tour tonight as part of your farewell tour. Are you jumping onto that? Are you? I've been generously invited to Gil's function tonight. Ooh. So Tara and I will, will be attending Gil's. I don't want to make a big sort of hoo-ha about that because I realize it's a, a tight function, but, um, I've had the pleasure of knowing Gil for a long time since he was a young pup executive at the AFL. He was different in those days, but uh, he's had an incredible career and we'll stop by tonight, but uh, all focus on my part are you thinking, on Saturday, not Are you tonight. thinking caviar and Grange? Is this... oh, I don't think there'll be any caviar and Grange. It's an AFL official function. You reckon? Yeah, if he's going out, he's going out and spinning to the max. Style. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All those fines for charcuterie sort of action. <laughs> no <laughs> expense spared. Well, you can report on that when we get back to you uh, next week or whatnot. That'll be good. Gil also just confirming again this week that uh, he's backed the umpires to keep uh, voting for the Brownlow. He sort of suggested yesterday that that's what produces the oftentimes anomalous and um, intriguing results. And I don't necessarily disagree. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's, you get the anomalies because of that. The umpires don't see everything. It's hard enough when you sit on level two to pick out good players in some games. Help if they could see the stats though, perhaps. Yeah. Again, though, then you probably get tilted off your initial thoughts, which are often the best. Yeah. Like, pretty they got a couple wrong. Yeah, they got a couple of the games coaches, wrong, but yeah, close. they got the top you get most. six right. So yeah, exactly. A lot of discussion regarding Callum Mills' uh, rotator cuff injury this week. I think Mitch Cleary revealed this story. It's an incredible story on Seven News. Um, Callum Mills, who objectively speaking is one of the more conservative players you'll come across, it doesn't seem like the sort of guy that would get loose on Mad Monday. There's now discussion about whether he should uh, have his pay docked. These leadership stripped oh, um, for wrestling. You guys are no, no better advocates or uh, judges of Mad Monday than you two. What do you reckon? Wrestling on Mad Monday is nearly... It's as, a rite of passage. Exactly. It happens at every single club. And it's not because you're trying to be the strongest man. You just end up, you know, a bit of a headlock. A bit of carry-on and, on and yeah, a, a and few then, words. I heard the media guy actually got an inquiry on it a few days afterwards. And because Mills had been in at the club and he looked fine, the media guy sort of batted the inquiry away and said, no, nah, I don't think there's any issues there. And plus they're on leave. But uh, Mills has obviously gone home with a sore shoulder. It's got worse as, as a couple of days have worn on. Ooh, gone he didn't, for the he didn't direct report. No, <laughs> that's got that that there's a, there's... I don't know. It was a cover-up, but it was did, a bit strange. Anyway, so he's gone for the scans, and then they've said, uh, you better come back and have a discussion about some so surgery. What's the time frame you're hearing? Because people are saying 12 months. I, I, I'm being sensible in my old age. I don't want to speculate on length, but I, rotator cuffs can be 9 to 12 months. I've heard that before. So that's a right. long time. Ooh, that is a long time. And this just goes to show that when players don't drink throughout the season because they're professional athletes and yeah. they keep it very strict, Two and then, get to, then get to Mad Monday, have a couple of pots of Carlton draft, and they're carrying on like pork chops and wrestling each other. Essendon guys moving on. Anson Kilda now, I think, of the opinion that Todd Goldstein will end up at Collingwood. Now, his management, Tom Petroro, one of the top managers, He's uh, saying it's not quite done yet, not prepared to speak to that issue. But I think there's certainly the trade view and the trade world view from all the uh, list management people I speak to and managers and all the rest of it is that Goldstein would uh, provide some versatility at the Pies next year. Thoughts? It's an interesting one because they've backed in Cameron and Cox. And now if Goldstein comes in, you're assuming you bring him into play. So he plays round one and then who misses out? So would Goldstein play this week, for example, ahead of Cameron? 100% he would. You yeah, that, that's yeah. your answer then. 100%. But he's, it's good though. That just, he's he's still top four or five ruckman in the comp. You're going to get him for absolute peanuts, and he's a good ruckman. Yeah. So but that's, does he, that's but good insurance. No point really. him, get, and him coming over if he's not going to play. That's the other part. So it's like, does it not elevate everyone though? Does Cameron not have to play better to keep him out of the side? Yeah, vice but, versa. But round one. Yep. Who plays? Whoever's in the best form. 
And, plus, and, that, and that's, that's a lot. We're not hypothesising about this year. We've got to get through this it gives week. Gives you back up on injury as well. Uh, Adam Kingsley, How coach good. of the year. I'm all for this, but it's a bit stiff on Flo. Just want to quite 18 games. Like it's and Ross Lyon as and well. Ross Lyon. It's yeah. a strong field. Nah, Ross Lyon. I reckon is behind Kingsley. The but silly thing Fly's about that, a bit stiff. I agree. The silly thing about that award, and I'm not saying it's a silly award, Michael is that Ross. post, if Fly was to win the premiership on Saturday off the back of 18 wins, having knocked off the informed giants. Brisbane and Melbourne, you'd have to say he's coach of the year. Why do they give it before the grand final? They shouldn't. It almost should be the premiership coaches award, I think. Yeah. But no disrespect to Adam Kingsley, who I think has taken them from 16th to a preliminary final. You could have given him the most improved coach award. Just a participation award. Yeah, just give him that. Anything else before we go? Yeah, the, the footy, show. footy show's 30-year grand final special tonight, so uh, make sure you stay tuned for so that as well. That'll be a good you show. You won't be at that. You'll be at Gills. I'm I'm Channel 7, so it won't be the footy show's 30-year <laughs> grand final special. I grew up watching it. Guys like you on it. And uh, and Tara and I will be dropping by Gills. Did yeah. you do any of the reviews? The no. player? No. They were big in no. their day. <clears throat> they used to be, yeah. There was a big sort of nosh up at the uh, Collingwood headquarters afterwards. They often booked that out as a Is it all the old day. school hosts and all that back in tonight? As far as I know, what could go wrong? What could yeah. possibly go wrong? Tommy, as good as ever, we'll give it a tip from you, though, before you go. Uh, Collingwood by 13 points. Norm Smith medalist? I'm just looking at Daisy in terms of a, a tip for the Norm Smith medalist. I reckon Jordan Dugowie. Righto. Heath, did you just write pies by 13 as I well? Had, oh, you've got pies, pies by 13. 13 before. I'm so not sure if this is a good thing if you're on the same wavelength together. Ooh, you guys need to sort this out. Go. I'm not sure if that's a blight on you or a blight on you. We'll move on anyway. Tommy, thanks very much. Have yourselves a wonderful week. And if you could just bring some caviar and if there is grains, just pour some into a flask and bring it home for a, us. An absolute pleasure and hopefully good omen being in the company of two Pies Premiership players. That means a lot to me. Thanks, guys. Shut up! The foot is on Triple M! They've been the two best teams all season. Hollywood players come from everywhere! The Lions fans jump out of their seats. And now the Pies and Lions square off on the biggest stage in footy. Who is going to stand up in this mighty grand final? Triple M footy will bring you every massive moment. The MCG Join the Temper Mattress call team tomorrow for Collingwood and Brisbane. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks the grand final. The chat with Heater and Daisy on Footy Talk was so much fun, we couldn't pass up the opportunity to give you a bit more of it. So we grabbed another part of the chat out of the podcast for you. This is Heath Shaw and Dale Thomas talking about their experiences with Grand Final Week, why you actually shouldn't soak it up, and Heater's wild untold story about the 2010 parade. And now as I look across the desk, I see a man who once snuck up behind someone like a librarian this week, Mr. Heath Shaw, welcome. Thank you, Dale. Um, Geez, you're up and about. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I was just thinking about it. You just reminisce on when we played in a few grand finals. I played in four. Lost two, won one, drew one. So I've had the full experience on grand final day. You've had everything. Yeah. Yes. I've had everything and only played in three. Yeah. A win, a loss, a draw. True. I that, just went back. I was a glutton for punishment and just went and got flogged by 80. Yeah, that one uh, against the Tigs wasn't ideal. What about this week? It's unique like no other, especially for, well, obviously for the teams in it, but also the buzz around the city is huge. What were your favourite memories of this week? And then chuck in the grand final plus post. Um, I think every just walking down the street, people just like love footy. Yeah. They love AFL grand final week. And you know what? If Even if you're a neutral supporter, you pick a team and you, you go hard. Um, at them. So I think just the acknowledgement of people like walking down the street, good luck or whatever it was, like walking down and um, hoping that you had a good game. And then 
you know what? I'm going to be a bit controversial here. What? You know how they talk about players enjoy the week, soak it up, and yeah. you know, don't do that. Just keep it as normal as possible. Do what you did the previous twenty three weeks. Get the job done, and then you can celebrate and enjoy. It's hard to keep it normal though, because and we know this firsthand. When we went out to training on the last time, uh, the Friday before the game, and there's thirty thousand people at training, it isn't really a normal week. And then you go to the parade. But you, that, well, that's the best bit about the draw. We didn't have to do all the silly stuff the next week. The next week, the carry on, and we won. So you did enjoy the parade. See, I, I, I felt like, a bit awkward. I felt like the Queen. What do you do? Just yeah, like, it is awkward sitting in the back of the. Yeah, well, how many times can you wave at people? Like it's, I don't sort of get it, but I, I think it's good for the supporters. But it does interrupt the players' preparation, Dale. I do enjoy the fact this year that they've given up on the floats down the Yarra and they're going to get everyone in a nice Nissan Navara, drive them through the city, can go anywhere, that thing, drive up over buildings and wave to everyone because that was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I love the fact that when we did it, and I'm not sure which route they'll take this year, but there was literally people hanging out of office buildings, waving yeah, and cheering and abusing. Was. And I must admit, it is good for like the supporters getting there and getting to get up close and personal with the players, but... Um, as I said, as a player, you just want to do your captain's run. You want to training, get your recovery done, and then look forward to the next day. Did you have the same feeling I did when uh, Nick Rewalt got up to speak on the steps of Parliament as he was introduced and they Maxie went first and then he said some nice words and the Saints fans listened and then we introduced Nick Rewalt <laughs> and the Collingwood fans went fell feral on him and just started the Collingwood chant as much as it was pretty disrespectful, I was like, oh, shit, please don't let this be the moment that comes back to bite us in the butt. No, I just was just enjoying you the moment laughing. because he, he, <laughs> he wasn't laughing. I know that's for sure. And it's just like I think someone just decided to start it and then all the Collingwood faithful just jumped on and it was a little bit awkward. Please welcome St Kilda captain Nick Revolt. <laughs> I enjoyed the awkwardness He couldn't get a word out. Nah. So for anyone who, who doesn't know what we're talking about, you get presented uh, on the steps of Parliament, I'm pretty sure it was at this time, and each captain got up to speak and say a few words, a little bit of an interview with the Master of Ceremonies. And when Nick Rewalt got up, as I said, the Collingwood fans started the big Collingwood, and it was so loud, even with the microphone, you couldn't hear him, and he had like four or five goes and then just had to walk off yeah, tail between the legs. I've had enough of this. I'm out of here. It was an early moral victory. Uh, what about the day? Do you... <laughs> Do you have any memories? Did you have a nice, easy drive into the ground? No crashes or anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Were well, you running lit, late? There was did you lit. have to take a detour and did you swipe someone's well, bumper bar no, off the car? <laughs> no. So what happened was I I didn't hit <laughs> right the bumper bar off. But yeah. the person who was driving, who was behind me, who I cut off, had to <laughs> avoid me and clipped a car <laughs> and took the, the front for a bumper bar a bumper straight bar. off and I'm just like, I'm not staying around here to give details over. I'm just going. So I just went, went floored it all the way to the to the ground. I had Alan Didak and Steel Slide Bottom in the car as well and they're just like when will you learn hood about overhead, that? everything. I was we were running late. It was like a bit wet. It was it was all happening. I was just a bit, you, a bit of nerves. Well, you didn't have to stop though. If you cut someone off, you don't hit them and they have a crash. That's their fault. It's, it's true. But on the CCTV footage, it wouldn't look good for nah, me. Nah, but that's okay. Um... <laughs> Those are good memories. Uh, they, they are good memories. I remember talking about that in depth after the game, the Frabumper Bar. That Didn't, did not take my suit off for 48, then nearly 72 hours. It's a long time in one suit. I turned it inside out. I remember on the Sunday, 
so it didn't look dirty or wasn't going to be dirty on the outside and then put it back in when we went out. What about your smother? It is one of grand finals are made up of iconic moments. People try and kick torps with their first kick in a granny. For you, it was a smother in the replay on Nick Rewalt, who tried to put it into row 15. What was going through your head? Can you remember whatsoever? Yeah, I was literally running towards him thinking, because well, my man kicked it to him, and I was just like, geez, I've got to, like, got to make an effort here because my man's actually the one who kicked it to him, so I obviously wasn't playing, paying too much attention to him. And as I got closer and closer, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a bit of a chance here, and like, I'm pretty quick. But I didn't think I was going to make up like 20 metres before he actually kicked the goal. Um, and smother in brackets because technically I just fell over him and <laughs> just, just launched went over through. His boots. Yeah, um, but they hadn't kicked a goal before that, so I think that was like the the point that people miss a little bit. They hadn't kicked a goal. I think we were we were on it was thirteen to one or two at that point. This was so, the second week, wasn't it? Yeah, it, wasn't it was the, the second week. week. Yeah. So um, it was an important part because they hadn't kicked a goal. They didn't kick a goal in the first quarter. So Did Nathan you- Brown said, "Thank you, no worries." I don't know where Nathan was. <laughs> He wasn't anywhere near Nick Rewalt. I wasn't near my man. No one was manning up. But, um, yeah, it's as I've said this a few times, 325 games, I'm going to be remembered for a smother. Did you, at the time, think of how pivotal and iconic that moment would be? Or you just did your job, got in, kicked the ball back in, yeah, probably played not, on out of, Did you play out on out of the square? Correct. Got the stat. Played on, ran 10, 15, kicked it as far away as humanly possible. Do you remember any of Mick's speeches pre-game? I remember they were awesome and we got so wound up you would have run through a brick wall, but I can't actually remember any words nah, that he the, said. The first one was unbelievable, brick wall. Yeah. Second one. Pure below. Yeah. I think he used up all his good material the week before, but then we won by 50, so it doesn't matter. And he lied to us in the pre-match before the first grand final. He said, this is, leave it all out there. There's no, there's no next week, but he lied. There was. Now, if you enjoyed that as much as I reckon you did, make sure you jump on the listener app now and subscribe to Footy Talk Australian Rules Daily. In the meantime, I'll be back with Tommy tomorrow to preview the grand final on the last ever episode of Tom Brown's News. That was Tom Brown's News. Come back every Monday, Thursday and Friday for more and subscribe to Triple M Footy on Listener to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Ring Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.